0: You're listening to B2B Revenue Acceleration, a podcast dedicated to helping software executives stay on the cutting edge of sales and marketing in their industry. Let's get into the show.
1: Hi, welcome to B2B Revenue Acceleration. My name is Aurélien Mottier and I'm here today with Joel Harrison, Editor-in-Chief at B2B Marketing. How are you today, Joel? I'm really good. Really good. Delighted to be here. Thank you. So today, we will be talking about the B2B marketing ABM competency model. Okay, so that's an interesting topic. I'm really looking forward to to hear more about that. But before we go into detail, can you please introduce yourself to our audience and tell us more about your role and and also what B2B marketing is? So I'm editor-in-chief, which is a very grandiose
0: title, but I'm, I guess, responsible for all the content at the top level that my organization presents. And what we do is we're a, an information a portal, information provider for all B2B marketers. And our objective is to help B2B marketers be more successful, be more effective and help their organizations in turn be successful. And, and we do that through a variety of different channels. We run uh, big conferences. We do training. Uh, we produce a lot sort of content. We have a magazine. Uh, we do webinars, all kinds of, and we have an advisory offering around ABM in particular to help people uh, get started with it. So our aim is to be the kind of central touch point for B2B marketers uh, and to help them on their journey and to be more successful and, and better marketers in the future. That sounds interesting.
1: So Joel, over the last few years, you've developed a long study to understand how ABM has been deployed in B2B organizations. Based on this research, you've built what you call the ABM competency model. Can you please share with our audience how this study was conducted? How many companies got involved in using the model and assessing where they were with their ABM journey? So, yeah, so this this really came
0: about three or four years ago. We noticed the real massive increase in interest in account-based marketing. We want to kind of understand it and document it because it's, it was definitely certainly on this side of the Atlantic. Things are a bit more advanced in the US at, at the kind of um, beginning of the journey with ABM. So it was a great time to kind of to help track its development and help understand it and, and help and help that journey, help that evolution and uh, acceleration along the journey. So what we've what we've done is we've um, over a couple of years and as is now we're starting to do our third one now for um, which will be launched later in the year. We've done a census of our audience, and we have about ninety thousand B two B marketers in our in our audience, um, looking at their use of ABM and how uh, and, and how it's developing and how sophisticated it is. And I think what we've shown is that initially, at least, you know, a couple of years ago. It was a relatively low level. People were really only getting to grips with, with ABM. They, there was a lot of lack of understanding or misunderstanding about what it actually was, but we're starting to see that develop. And then the framework or the model, rather, is designed to really encapsulate all of those learnings and, and, sh- and allow people to see both where they are in the journey and what, what they've, where they've come from as compared to other people, but also to help people see where they might be going and the challenges that they're going to be facing in the future. So it kind of does two things. It allows you to benchmark yourself against the kind of the average B2B marketer or the average B2B marketing firm. And then it allows you to see where you might be going and the challenges you're going to face and then give you a kind of a, help you start
1: framing up how you're going to address those challenges. Okay. And did you have a mix of B2B marketers from each side of the Atlantic or, or was the focus of the study very much on the UK slash European marketers? It was weighted towards the, uh, this side of the Atlantic, definitely. And,
0: and, and then that turned weighted to the UK. It's about seventy-five percent over this side, so and I think so. It's reflective of what of where ABM is over here right now. ABM looks a bit different in the states. I think it's more technologically driven, whereas the kind of a lot of the weight of interest over here is more around the kind of the strategic, the one-to-one type of ABM.
1: Absolutely, and I think it's it's probably due to the the nature of the territory and the volume of accounts and the volume of contacts that you can go after. But we we do feel the same. When we engage with our clients and we speak about account base, it seems that uh, the, the European models tend to be a little bit more tailored, you know, human made in, in in a way. Where mm-hmm. in the US we try to scale through technologies. So yeah, that that that's something we're familiar with.
0: Um, well, that's, a, that's a really good point, actually, around the sheer size yeah. of the market. I mean, we the other factor I think that's playing into that is that the um the technology vendors are fantastic at marketing, and, um, <laughs> and, and I'm sure you can't recognize that
1: scenario at all. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely not! I don't
0: know what you're talking about, George. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, people like DemandBase, people like Engageo, people like Terminus, are doing a fantastic job in the US, um, and have, they've been doing it there for longer to evangelise around why people use, should use their technology and as as a kind of a starting point in ABM. Whereas, and I don't know if you see this, but over here, often the kind of programmatic aspect of it. Uh, tends to come in when people have got their heads around the strategic side of things. and they're looking to kind of broaden their approach.
1: And I think it's also the question of the data. I mean, we've seen, I don't want to mention any vendors, but we're working with lots of vendors who are actually originally from the U.S. um, Mm. They would have a CMO based in the U.S. and a a team here in Europe trying to replicate the success or trying to replicate the the, the strategy of the U.S. market. And we often see vendors using solutions and not understanding why those solutions are not as performant as they are in the U.S. markets. And I think there is a few things behind that, data privacy being one of them. I think there is far less data, and even if you use the discover.org and the ranking and the Zoom, it seems to be the same company now anyway, but the depth of data, the depth of intelligence, is not as rich as in the U.S. And it's also the, 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 the consumption of people. I think you've got, you know, because you've got less, the volumes are not as great, and because it's more targeted, I think you need to... Uh, Need to sharpen your pencil and um, and 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 find a strategy that is probably a little bit more direct sometimes, and go and engage with them with a more tailored approach rather than just waiting for um, technology to tell you who, who who's got an interest in your solution. And particularly, I think when you are, you know, from my belief, I guess, when you are targeting and you, you want to start your IBM approach with really executive touches, really high touches. But are not the guys that will be downloading content and reading your white papers and all that sort of great stuff. Sometimes it's good to find other way to get in front of them and to be pertinent in their context. And that does take uh, quite a strong sales and marketing coalitions as well as lots of efforts and thinking process. But coming back to your study and, and the ABM competency model, um, in the map you built, you outline five elements of delivery in, in an account-based approach. Can you please share with us what those five elements are? And also briefly explain why they are so important.
0: Okay. Well thank yeah, thank you. And and yeah, we wanted to try and just demonstrate the key things, the key areas which are which will contribute towards a successful account-based marketing program. And so just to run through those from the top level, but the five that we've selected, and there are lots by the way, but these are the ones which we Having spoken to um, a lot of the market and 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 have you know be helping companies doing ABM ourselves, these are the ones which we think are the most pertinent, uh, probably the most important to focus on, and they also overlap to a certain extent as well. So these are alignment, account definition, data and insight, technology, and then lastly program and content execution. So to, to go back to the top with those, the alignment one, um, is, is around, is specifically as you'd expect around sales and marketing alignment, which is obviously a, a hot topic in, in B2B and always has been. And unfortunately, possibly always will be, but it's also, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think we can all, we can all share that pain, can't we? And then, but also it's, there's an, an element of alignment with other people like the C, the, C, the CEO and the C suite, making sure everybody understands what it all actually means and, and, and how, what success is going to look like. And, you know, and the alignment. The, the kind of nature of the alignment challenge changes over time. I guess we'll look at the different stages in a moment. So that's the alignment piece. And then the, the next one is account definition. And this is the, this is actually understanding what an ideal account would look like and looking at the size and type and type and number of different accounts you're going to work on, work on targeting. So I guess this probably pertains to strategy to a certain extent as well. You know, are you going to be strategic one to one? Are you going to, going to be, light is one to few? Or are you going to be programmatic? Not so many. So, so again, this can change and this, this probably will change as you go, as you become more, 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 more competent and more comfortable with this. The third one is data and insights. And again, this is around the the pooling of information, which both the sales and marketing teams have and continue to accrue and how to, and and kind of creating means of which to keep diving deeper into those insights, mapping them, understanding where the gaps are, cleaning them up, sharing them, making them available, you know, creating this kind of virtuous circle of, of, um, or feedback and content, or feedback and, and, and insight to, to allow the program to get more and more sophisticated. Uh-huh. The fourth one is technology, and we all know about marketing technology. We mentioned it just now; it yep. plays a important role. If you're starting out with ABM at a strategic level, you probably don't need any specific marketing technology or, especially ABM technology. You probably can just be using what you might be using for demand generation, CRM, CRM, and marketing automation, and possibly social tools. But as you become more sophisticated, you'll start, and particularly if you start doing going down the programmatic group you'll, you'll probably start to rely more and more on technology and then the last piece is the program is the program and content execution so this is around all the activities all the content that you're producing the white papers the microsites the direct mail the uh, all of those things which actually are going out to the audience performing the the outreach and the and the the actual kind of engagement marketing which people going you know, to um will uh, respond to and which will drive interest and all the sales enable sales supports to activities as well so so those are those are our, which we think are the five elements. Ray, what do you think about those? Are there
1: any that you think I've missed, or any or any any comments about how we structure this? No, I use. think I think I think it's a it's a nice it's a it's a good way to describe the journey. It's it's it's, it's you know it's the five key elements. I think my question is more around, and it's a bit of a leading question because I may have an idea about. What the answer is from my perspective. But um, which one of those five elements do you believe is the most challenging for the average B2B marketer?
0: Well, I think they get, they become more challenging at different times. You know, and I don't think, so I'm going to, if you had to talk about it all the way across the journey, I'm probably going to say data and insight because this has always been a challenge for B2B marketers. B2B marketing has never been as data or insight savvy as it should be. But, you know, you can't get, but then the technology piece becomes more challenging as you go on. The program and content execution part is probably what marketers have already been doing. They're just hopefully doing it better. And the top two, well, the alignment piece and the definition piece are the kind of foundations. If you haven't got that, you're never going to get anywhere, or at least yeah. you're not very far. So, yeah.
1: what do you think is the most challenging? I think the alignment is. Diff- we we feel we feel that our clients, partners, and prospects, people we're speaking to in the market in general, have a little bit of an issue with the alignment. And I think it's 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 about sometimes it's the alignment, not just with the sales team, it's the alignment with your board, it's the alignment with your management. How do you get people to you know to understand in a in a business that you've got to change the way you you measure yourself as a CMO or as a bit as a B two B marketer in general? Okay if we do an account-based approach, let's not talk about marketing qualified leads. Let's not talk about meetings. Let's not talk about the way we used to evaluate ourselves or evaluate marketing, but let's try to find new KPIs. I think we've seen a few B2B marketers finding it difficult to change the mentality in terms of how they will measure and how the success will be measured. And then it's about getting the you know, you can get the buy-in. I think sales team gets it. I think channel team would get it as well, depending on the, the model you've got. But it's about getting that glue between what we want to do from a theoretical perspective and then keeping the consistency going. So I think people would be telling us that our B2B marketers will be telling us that they don't really have an issue in rallying their sales, sales team around them. And even sometimes their management around them for a period of three to six months. But if there is no real achievement done within three to six months, which is tough because we're talking about business close there, right? I would say that our average clients will have an average deal value. If I was to take all our clients, I think My gut feel would be to say around 90 to 120 K dollars. You don't close that sort of deals in a couple of weeks. You know, it takes you times to go and create the demon. And the more disruptive you are as a solution or as a product, uh, the more difficult it is to close the deal. So it's about having enough time to prove themselves and to prove the the viability, the pertinence of the ABM, as well as kind of sometimes changing the way marketing is measured. It's like being the messiah, you know. You've got to come yeah. up and say we're going to do something new, but I've got the bad news. It won't yeah. happen overnight. Yes, that's a tough one, I think.
0: No, I absolutely agree. And I think it, it's always, I mean, it's it's a perennial issue, you know. Marketing's alignment with the rest of the business, particularly sales, you know, this, it's almost it's almost a cliche, and we continue to hope that it will get better. You know, and we hoped it would get better with marketing automation, and it and in some ways, it did because it created a new kind of environment and a new language for people to talk, but it also created new kinds of conflict. You know, it, it kind of these often the kind of language and the metrics that we were using created you know, opportunities for conflict, whereas to do ABM properly it really has to be harmonious. And as you say, it's a very different way. It doesn't happen quickly. And Beth Burgess is one of the leading lights in ABM. I think she, you know, she had a great analogy, you know, the, the, and you exactly touched on it just then. Uh, if you tell, you know, you, you may, let's say you, you're able to, con- you want to do ABM, you convince the, C- the CEO that we, you're going to do it and it's going to be very effective. And then they're going to, they think that it's that um, it's going to make a change overnight and and it, it doesn't do that. You know, it does take, it takes time, commitment, perseverance. All of those unfortunate things, <laughs> which which we, we all as human beings like to get results quickly. No one wants to. No one wants to sell you a message that it's going to take eighteen months.
1: Because no, um, absolutely. But we've seen, you know, we've seen, we've seen. We we'll take another analogy because we've seen companies, and particularly the larger one, they've got uh, what I would call a Ferrari of the account-based marketing. So they've got, they've, they've got, they've got it all figured out in terms of: Do I want to go one to few? one to one, one to many, or actually I'm gonna take the three approach because you know for the the more strategic people I will go for the one to one, the one in the middle I will go for the one to few, and the one at the bottom that I still need to influence, I I, I will take the one to many. And they create all those beautiful content and journeys and, and quite frankly this is a Ferrari of an account based approach. The content <laughs> is beautiful, everything is beautiful. The problem they've got is that they've got no petrol, they've got no gas to put in the car, and that's that's the data and insight. And then there is no drivers or, yeah. or there is no one who just say, well, additionally, you know what? I'm going to take the driving seat and who is taking the driving seat. And we do feel in what we do at Operatics, having you no know, part of what we do is being a, what I would call a business development function and internal sales function. We believe that that part is actually very critical because mm-hmm. this is that part that will get you those first engagement. But then you've got the sales team being involved. So when the sales team being involved, they need to push us from the driving seat, take the driving seat for one hour, two hours when they meet with the prospect, then come back to us and marketing. We sit around the car and we say, okay, this is what happened at the meeting. Well, this is where we need to drive now. And then you need to find another driver to get into the car. That's the analogy that we take. You've got that fantastic car, the best petrol in the world, but you still need a driver. And it's it's a lot of factors that get involved. And if the car is convertible, you need to you need to have some sun out there as well. So, you know, it's, 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 <laughs> but you know, I, I guess you know what I mean with the analogy. The, the other thing that I'm really keen to hear about, because that's the that's the other one where we've got a few analogy. On top of the five elements of delivery, you also divide the model in five stages. Yeah, uh, in the ABM journey. So, could you could you please take us through those five stages and and again, you know, explain a little bit, you know, about which Every single one of them is.
0: Yeah, that's. Thank you. And you know, these five stages are uh, to to uh, they they hopefully they they reasonably uh, they're reasonably straightforward. You know, the first one is they go from stage one understanding, stage two preparing, stage three delivering, stage four upscaling, stage five perfecting. You know, and these are relatively arbitrary, right? You know, they could um, and they're not they're not necessarily defined. People could define them slightly differently, but we define them really as around the, um, the understanding piece is really trying to really kind of scoping the opportunities for account-based marketing, understanding what it means for you, and probably auditing what it is that you do already. Because so much about account-based marketing, again, to to quote Bear Burgess, is, just good marketing, and so, yeah. and so and people will be doing it. They should have been doing it always. Malcolm, Malcolm McDonald, Professor Malcolm McDonald says it's just doing what marketing should always have been doing, and some of it is naturally doing it anyway. But it's often in kind of I think I call it accidental ABM, but it's not necessarily planned out. So understanding what's happening already and, and, and what and, and and what whether these pockets of best practice exist. And then the next phase is preparing, so uh, creating an a- ABM team, uh, you know, getting stakeholders on board, running a pilot, you know, setting some sales and marketing objectives. Um, that's the stage. So that's that's kind of just getting getting beyond the inertia, actually getting something moving. Delivering is actually having this is stage three, having a collaborative relationship, delivering on some objectives. It's probably to your point just now. It's probably not around revenue because you know you make a very very good point. So much of B two B. Revenues are kind of 18 months, you know, can be six to eighteen months in terms of they even longer in some situations. So it's probably around more around the engagements and the kind of pipeline generation and all those kind of things, or opportunity creation or, or or whatever. And then stage four is upscaling. So you've proven the model probably, but bearing in mind our audience's perspective, you've probably proven it in a in a strategic ABM capacity. And so you're looking to move to you may even gone to a kind of a one-to-few. So you're looking to go to one to one to many, and and so at this stage you've, you're looking to get greater budgets, more resources, and there's lots of internal champions. So you've really proven this as a, as a major plank of your, your marketing and sales delivery. And the last stage is about stage five is about perfecting what you've got. So um, so it's total collaboration understood across the organization. You're probably using some of the most sophisticated technology, and, and you're very much at the bleeding edge. And it's worth saying there are very few people at that stage. There are some people there, but there are very few, at least in the UK, around that. So, but I don't think it's impossible to get there. I'm far from it. But it, it you know, it requires, as I said, consistency, persistence, and buy-in. Absolutely,
1: no, no, I agree with you. Okay, thanks for that, Joel. I mean, I, I really appreciate your time and all the insight that you've been you've been sharing with us today. Now, if anyone would like to engage with you. Carry on that conversation, potentially come back to some of the points we discuss with you and go into a little bit more details. What is the best way to discuss with you, engage with you, get your attention and start a conversation with you?
0: Well, you can you can I'd love to love to get any feedback, any comments, any suggestions around this. And, you know, you can hope we can you can download the um this. Framework for free and have a look at that. There's also a, um, a, a kind of a light version of the census report we did with some, uh, some kind of top line findings, which is, which is available as well. I hope we can make it available uh, around this podcast, but that would be fantastic. We'd really appreciate that. You can tweet me at Joel underscore B2B editor. That's not to be, there's another Joel Harrison on Twitter who's a, a whiskey connoisseur. I'm not him, by the way. I don't particularly like whiskey. I'm more of a beer person. So don't get me confused with him. I'm the uh, Joel. Underscore <laughs> Yeah, it's a, I got sent, I got sent some whiskey for him, by the way, once, which is quite nice. I gave it to a member of the team. I never, it took me ages to work out why I got it. Um, that's fantastic. And, uh, yeah, yeah. It would be better if it was beer. And, or you can get me on LinkedIn. Uh, you can find me quite easily there. Or email me, joel.harrison uh, at b2bmarketing.net. joel.harrison at b2bmarketing.net.
1: Well, that's wonderful. Many thanks again, Joel. And uh, yeah, it was great to have you on the show today. Thank you very much. Really interesting conversation. Thanks for having me on.
0: Operatics has redefined the meaning of revenue generation for technology companies worldwide. While the traditional concepts of building and managing inside sales teams in-house has existed for many years, companies are struggling with a lack of focus, agility, and scale required in today's fast and complex world of enterprise technology sales. See how Operatics can help your company accelerate pipeline at operatics.net. You've been listening to B2B Revenue Acceleration. To ensure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.